just wanted to uh, let you know real quick before we get started, we had a technical uh, difficulty um, this past week with our sound and uh, me and Aaron sound a little wonky. We sounded a lot wonkier, but I was able to take all that out and scrub us a little bit. Um, we had a malfunction on our end. If you do not know, uh, I am in Georgia and he is in Kentucky. And uh, sometimes that distance can make things weird. So, just to let you know, if we sound a little off today... That's what's going on. We are always continuing to be excellent in all that we do. Sometimes things happen, and we had a last-minute shuffle to go on a program that we don't normally use to record. And so, with that, we learned something valuable. Um, so, anywho, we hope you enjoy the show. We hope you check out our website. Facebook, and all the cool social media things that are out there. Without further ado, Childish, Childish behavior. behavior. Welcome to Childish Behavior, the mythical adventures of two spastic family pastors. Welcome to Childish Behavior with Rick and Aaron. Today we are in the internet studios again with the one, the only, Josh Denhart. You're the elemental gangster. Yeah, the elemental yeah. gangster. I would agree that I do the majority of my, of what people know me for, I guess, would be science and ministry, right? But you, you have more talent and some cool stuff that you've started recently that's pretty epic. Yeah, well, I, I have to tell you, there was a very important national children's ministry guy, like maybe two or three years ago. We were at a national conference and he pulled me aside and he like stopped everything and he put his hands on my shoulders and he said, hey, man, I want to let you know, you've got way more under the hood than just science. You know that, right? And I said, oh, man, that's super kind of you. And he goes, no, 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 you're not understanding. You got way more under the hood. And so, you know, those those little moments where all of a sudden it's like a little snapshot and you're like, wow, somebody just spoke into my life. Right. And mm -hmm. so that moment was a pretty big moment. Right. I mean, I think I knew those things that I had more to offer than just science and ministry. But I mean, let's never underestimate the power of an encouraging word. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, yeah. So I, I actually transitioned um, from being a high school chemistry teacher to being a full time children's pastor. I was a children's pastor for 10 years. Now I gotta let you know, um, my my the only formal training that I had to be a children's pastor was I was a volunteer and I volunteered a lot. Training for this? Yeah, you mean there's training for being a children's? Yeah, where did uh -oh. that? Where did Don't I tell his pastor he's out of a job. <laughs> yeah. So at, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, I I literally guys I jumped into the deep end of the ministry pool. And right away, I was like, one day I was a chemistry teacher. The next day, I had responsibility for 250 volunteers on an, an every week basis and about 200 
on a month in, month out basis that served once a month. Now do the math on that for just a second. Instantaneously, I had 450 volunteers under my watch. That's a lot of people. I'm glad you gave me the answer before I did the math because I was about to take <laughs> off my shoes. Yeah, yeah, you're taking off your shoes. But at the end of the day, I got to be honest, man, it was it was rather overwhelming uh, to yes. step into that big of a pool. And it's hard. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it's hard no matter how many you have. I agree. Find a pool in and even it's hard to at that point trying to figure it out. And it's hard even when you're in the 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 point where you're trying to build that is hard. Like it's so hard on all ends of it. It is so difficult. It is. It is. And so um uh, that first year, uh, I was the only one who was uh, uh, recruiting, and I had a very, very, very large task. I was spending evening after evening because I couldn't do it during the day, right? Because the people that I was seeking to connect with, they have jobs. And so yeah. I had to do my work. And so I was burning into both ends. Um, I, I, I have to tell you, one quick turning point, though, is that I remember st- I could visualize it right now, staring at the phone, being completely overwhelmed, not knowing whether or not I was going to be able to pull this off or be successful. And the Lord like changed everything. And he kind of spoke to my heart a little bit and said, OK, so did volunteering help you grow as a Christian? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my word, absolutely. And he said, so you're not in the slot filling business. You're in the disciple-making business. You grew as a disciple because you volunteered. Agreed? I said agreed. So the idea then, everything shifted. This wasn't about me recruiting. This was about me inviting people to a deeper relationship with God. And I got to tell you, I can get behind that. And so that changed everything. So then all of a sudden, I viewed my role as if this person does this, they're going to grow as a Christian. That's awesome. So this was really the vehicle of, of uh, around which I was going to develop people and develop disciples. So that's the mindset that changed. And so then after that first year, uh, uh, I, I ended up, I would say miraculously or providentially filling all of those slots. But I'm telling you, I drew a line in the sand and I said, ain't nobody going to do that again. I had to find a different pathway. And so I started to create a system by which I could scale and have some really streamlined processes to recruit, train, and ultimately retain people to serve. And so after 10 years, probably about seven, uh, other people at the church who were other pastors started to get a hold of me and say, Hey, now, um, how is it that you do this? How, how do you actually pull this off that you're, that, that you, you have the capacity to have this many volunteers? And I said, Oh, well, you know, we do this as whoa, 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 slow down, start with this again. Okay. So I did this and then we did the, okay, slow it down again. So then I started to train pastors in my own church about some of the fundamentals. And I have to be honest with you at first, I literally thought that the things that I was sharing with them were standard issue in every pastor. Guess what? Not the case. Not the case at all. You you go to school and you learn all this. uh, Like I just finished getting my master's in theology and you learn all this, all this different stuff on how to, how to, how to preach, how to do this thing and how to do that thing over there. 
And a lot of times, you, the the bare essentials of what you end up having to do with a lot in churches that that's only a small portion for sure. Of, um, and it's and yes, this is important. Yes, yes, it's definitely important to know how to counsel. It's definitely important to understand scripture. It's definitely important to understand those things. But there really should be a push to have stuff where you're learning how to deal with people and you're learning how to be a true leader. The biggest conflict I've ever had, you know, cause I came from the military. So I, leadership was everything I had. Sure. You know, it was my, was my bread and butter in the military. But coming out of that, you know, walking into ministry, it's like people don't understand these things. And I come to, I come to that same realization that nobody's teaching people how to lead. No. Why, why are we struggling so much to try to get people to these points? It's because we don't know how to do it. Exactly. Yeah. After all of those years of creating it for myself and then realizing that there was an option for me to help others in my local church, then I started, you know, to speak here and there at like a national children's ministry conference. And people, people were super receptive and they came to like our booth afterward and were like, Hey, where's the book? Where's the course? Where's the next thing? And we're like, uh, that was kind of it. What? We got to have more that slowly started to add up. And my wife pulled me aside one time and she said, you know, you need to build this. Right. And I was like, make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's so funny is that she is usually the pretty, pretty conservative, you know, doesn't want to take too many risks, but we we're a really good balance for each other. But on this particular one, she was the one saying, I really think you need to think about this. Uh, Cause she was of course receiving all these people at the booth. Um, and so, about maybe about 11 months ago, I sat down and I thought, man, should I put my hand to this? And so I, I ended up taking about a year and building an intense system by which pastors can really take a one year course. It's like, it's like, it's like a, a college course that comes to you digitally in order to learn the effective strategies to recruit, train, and retain. Leadvolunteers.com is what grew out of, first, all of my pain as a children's pastor. Then it grew out of how I could help other pastors at my church. Then it grew out of, wow, I could help on a national level. You know, at the end of the day, I think we all, a lot of us have been to college, right? And you you have this little track upon which you can lay your future. Well, it's a different day now. And so all of a sudden, if you can audit a one-year course, And you can actually, by the way, it's not just a bunch of videos, though I have 73 different videos to train and educate. Okay. So it's very packed. However, I don't know about you two guys, but I think everyone in the audience who's listening, we all know that Sunday is always coming. Mm -hmm. There's no science trick. There's no head tilt. There's no acrobatics that I could do to stop Sunday from coming every seven days. And I don't have time to build the resources that I learned about at a breakout session. I need not a DIY do it yourself. I need a DFY done for you. And so I knew the, the rhythm and the life of a pastor. And so I built this resource so that they wouldn't just get good ideas and then be expected to somehow build them. I built it for them. That makes sense. Yeah, I've I've looked through the lead volunteers. I started because uh, there's there's four yeah four modules. So recruit, train, retain, and then the kind of the, the the kind of capstone of it all is multiply. How to literally multiply yourself in ministry. And so from a recruiting standpoint, um, 
I'll, I'll, let me let me let me reverse this. If I could if I could like like almost reverse engineer the entire thing. One of the main goals is to retain those whom God has already given you. I cannot tell you how many children's pastors are spinning their wheels, re-recruiting, but they've not done an effective job of taking care of the people that God has already given them. And by the way, shame on them because word is getting out at their church that they are not a leader that other people should volunteer with. Ooh, ouch. You want to burn yourself. You want to have a hard time in ministry. Don't do a good job with those whom God has given you. Trust me, word is going to get out. They're going to say to other people, I don't know, dude, super unorganized. And the other soccer moms are going to be like, word of the wise. That's all I needed to hear. Hey, guess what, Josh? I just feel God is leading me to do something different this year. Click, right? And so reverse engineering, it hurts to hear that. I'm having flashbacks. I'm going to have to go sit in the corner somewhere. Right? I want to wear the dunce hat, guys. What we want to do is wear the winning hat. So yeah. I always try to think in my mind, how can I retain and stop the, the leakage, right? How can I stop the leak of people exiting the ministry? So if I can get a good job of retaining, then when I bring somebody on in a healthy way, they're going to be plugged into an already form fit system. So literally there's I'm telling you, this is not an exaggeration. There's like 170 different downloads with lead volunteers. Uh, uh, so like I've, I've started already and, uh, and I'm in like just 1.1. There's, there's like I mean, 10 videos, 10 videos. And, and counting. there was 10 videos just in this. Cause you, what you do is you read through and then there'll be key points that it says, go watch this video and you go watch yes. this video. And which is really good. Like I started uh, one of the very first things is you have this, where you do this, write down 10 people that you can recruit and then, which is really cool and, and pray over them and, and do all these things. I was like, man, it's, it's more intentionalized. And it's like, this is, this is much better than what I've done. That's encouraging for me to hear. Cause it, I got to tell you, like, if you were to peek into my life, you'd be like, holy smokes, man, this guy has got the spiritual gift of OCD. I do. So really in a sense, what people are gaining what they're gaining when they when they tap into lead volunteers is they're they're tapping into a obsessive compulsive pathway for the non-organized to dominate in a ministry context. I mean, you said something. The very first thing that I call you to do is to make a is to stop and make a top ten list, not just a, a list of fuddy duds. I'm talking a top ten list. Shoot for the stars, but then begin to dial in amongst those ten people who they are, what they're about, and really personalize this rather than just, you know, quickly picking up the phone and stumbling through this. Uh, I'll never forget, I'll tell you this quick little story. Uh, maybe you guys have been here as well. There was a, a guy who was on staff with me. He was one of my associates, and he had about 50 people that he needed to recruit for his Wednesday night and Sunday morning program. That's, that's a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. And so I sat him down, we talked through a bunch of stuff, he left, true story, he left my office and he sent an email to all this list of people that I had given him, that others had given him, that he had come up with. About 95% of people by the next day, by 24 hours later, almost 95% of those people all said, no thanks, not going to be able to do it this year. Boom. Why? Now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not seeking to throw anybody under the bus, but those people who think 
that the quick and the easy way is to, I'm going to make an email and send it out. You are crazy. That is the easiest thing to reply no to. Nothing short. There's no passion in email. You can't, you can't communicate passion. You can't communicate vision. Nothing short of a tap on the shoulder. You got to talk to people. Well, this kid, and by the way, he was a kid. He was like, uh, that seems like that I'm going to have to talk to people to talk to people. The reality of it is, is you cannot, you, you, like, if you, want, if you go out and you try and start a fire to eat your s'mores or whatever, you have to touch that match with the flame to the fire. Otherwise, it's never going to start. You have to, you have to connect it somehow. Otherwise, it's never going to start. An email is like trying to start a fire a mile away. It's not going to work. No, no, no question. And so, so here, here was the sad, poignant part, part of that story. They already said no. We couldn't go back and say, hey, can we have a redo? <laughs> can, we, right. can we reopen this conversation? You he just shot his yeah. foot. And, and, and all those awesome people, we lost them. Now, I then realized that this was more my problem than it was his problem. This was a result of my bad leadership, not as a result of his not knowing what to do. If I would have been a better leader, I would have laid out for him a really crystal clear path. I learned a great lesson that day. So again, this lead volunteers resource has been built out of the pains of my very own ministry, people. Come on. Yes. It's done really well too. Thank you. I spent a lot of time. I got to say, I spent a lot of my own personal savings in order to build it the right way. Right. Yeah. It's super fun. I'm super excited about it. And you know, leadvolunteers.com. I, I can, I can, I can categorically tell you there is nothing, nothing more comprehensive in ministry today. I'm not talking just children's ministry because this resource is for everybody at your church. Who's in a, is in a, a leadership role. There's nothing that's like this on uh, uh, that, that exists today. It's the only thing like it. Besides the the number one thing of being getting out and evangelizing and discipling your kids and you know discipling families in general, the number two biggest problem in churches is the volunteers. You know what I'm saying? It is, and I would say that it it was the single greatest pain point for me in ministry. Because don't forget, let's go back to scripture, and that's what we do do, during all of the leadvolunteers.com stuff. Bible says this now: the role of a pastor is to build up the body to do the work of the ministry. Listen to what it says. It does not say the role of a pastor is to do the work of the ministry. Eh, wrong answer. The role of a pastor is to build up the body to do the Which work of the ministry. It's a reoccurring theme all throughout scripture. I mean, that's why reoccurring. they everything. It's, it's, it's all established that way so that you know, we are supposed to lead. You got to multiply yourself. I'm one individual. I cannot reach as many people as a group of individuals. Look at Jesus. Yeah. What did he do? To pour into twelve people. And so yeah. during the train, we got we got a recruit train and retain during the train module. I ask you to narrow it down. In other words, like what's your absolute best win for next year's training? Seek to do less. You're like what? Yeah, Jesus had. The 12, he had Peter, James, and John, and then he also had John. And so really, to follow the model of Scripture, you're pouring into not that many people, and you're making a gargantuan difference. So yep. it, it really is a comprehensive resource. I'm glad you're enjoying it, Aaron. That's awesome. Oh, it is really good. It, uh, I, I just like how clean and crisp it is and how everything just flows 
perfectly. There's no questions asked. It literally says when it's time to watch a video, it says, read this, do this, watch video. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. Now what's my next thing? Time is valuable. And so when I can, when things are clean and crisp, I don't have to worry about it. Absolutely. And so really at the end of the day, what I, I seek to encourage people, listen, I was born at night. It wasn't last night. Every one of us are busy. But here's one thing I want to say. 45 minutes a week, you are going to grow exponentially. It's like you're taking a college course and mm. you're going to be better. So like if you can think about, okay, I'm going to invest one year of my life, 45 minutes a week. I'm just going to go to class and everything is right there waiting for you. It's, listen, a lot of people have done a lot of digital trainings. And all of a sudden, here's the deal. Something opened up for a lot of people. They're like, man, I, I like the world opened up about leadership, about growing. However, some of the things that exist right now are truly the 101, maybe the 201. This right here is for the long haul. This is the single greatest thing. If you can get this thing right, you are going to dominate in the ministry context. There's no question in my mind. If you don't have volunteer, if you don't have the volunteer puzzle dialed in, everything else is going to be a, is going to be a, a hardship for you. So yeah, a lot of the courses that exist right now, I think they're doing a great job. I think they're really meeting a need. This one is going to take it even deeper. If anybody out there has found success with, with like a children's ministry online training, this would be your next logical step for sure. That's awesome. I I, I just know from week to week, uh, just being in the trenches myself, um, there's been times in ministry that is, it's hard because... Um, like you said just a minute ago, we are supposed to be the ones equipping the people, but so often we have been pulled away because a volunteer is gone or yep. they quit and we have to jump into that role. Yep. And that's something we're missing. We're, we're going to miss an awesome opportunity to connect with a family or connect with a kid or to be in the right position for something that God has ready for us. Absolutely. And we can't do it because we are jumping into a role that someone else should be fulfilling. Yep. And you're putting out fires, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So watch this. Let's, let's, what you just explained, classic example. So you want to be out and around doing these bigger picture things, but somebody keeps dropping out on you. So you got to go backfill. Get it. Here's another more sinister situation. There's somebody out there who thinks in their mind, no, no, no. You see, I'm the best. I'm the best person to do this. And then they don't want to let go of anything. Number one, uh, uh, two A pluses are not as good as seven B pluses. I'm serious. Now work with me. D does it have to be an absolute A plus? Now I'm all about excellence. I hear that. But if I can have a whole bunch of things going at a B plus or only two things at an A plus, I think the kingdom of God is going to definitely go well, by the way, I'm going to pound somebody on this one. Your idea of A plus maybe isn't even A plus, Ooh, right? So you think that you're the man? You think that you got a handle on this whole thing? There's some leaders out there who think that they are it. There's other people out there. Watch this now. If you're not careful, you're going to be robbing someone of laying up treasure in heaven. By you Ooh. thinking that you got to do it all, you are actually robbing somebody else of an opportunity to find their gift and lay up treasure. Jesus didn't pick up A-plus players when you really think about it. No. He made them the A-plus players they were. That's right. And guess what? 
they had issues throughout their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Even, even in the book of Acts, you got some stumbles and some falls. That's a good case of normals. I got to tell you, I, I saw this on Facebook. I'm sure a lot of you saw it as well, where it said, you know, when God called you, he already factored in your layer of stupidity. You're fine. When he called me, he factored in just exactly who I would be and the problems that I was going to going to bring to the table because of my personality and because of who I am. At the end of the day, you as a leader, whoever you're listening, whoever's listening out there, one quick thing, don't rob somebody of an opportunity to lay up treasure right. in heaven because you think that you're the best at it. That's right. right. Doubt you are. There are other people in your midst who are hidden gems just waiting to rise to the top. You know what? You don't need to be the bride at every wedding and the corpse at every, every funeral. You're not the kingpin. Get over yourself. Give somebody else a shot. Oh, but what if they're better than me? By, I sure hope that they are. Every single day, day in, day out, is work yourself out of a job. Guys, I'm telling you, this leadvolunteers.com resource is literally packed. It really fires me up to talk about this today. So thank you for the opportunity. Let's take a brief pause for a childish behavior commercial break. Today's episode is sponsored by Side Hug. Side Hug is the best way to hug people that is not your spouse. If people are coming up to the side of you and they're trying to get all up in your bubble, sidestep and Side Wait, what, what is this? What? What do you want? You meant to read what? What? What is this? This is, this is an ad. Don't we have enough ads already? Uh, whatever. I'll read it, but I'm gonna hate it already. I'm just gonna tell you that I'm gonna hate it. Um, wait, what does this say? Is this? Are you serious? We have a merch site now? Like, like we can get shirts and like a hoodie or a hat. Or what, about, what about like a, a button? I can get a button too. It's pretty epic. I like buttons. So you want me to plug our merch site and tell, tell everybody here that we, if they go over to childishbehaviorministries.com, which, which is our new website we just opened up, and they click the button on the front page that says Childish Behavior Merch. They're going to take them to our merch website and they can get them some Childish Behavior Merch. That's what you want me to tell them. That's it. Nothing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to tell them this. Are we making anything off of this? Or is this like everything else we do where we are literally just... We're basically just breaking even. We're breaking even again. So why are we doing it? Oh, okay, okay. So people can promote childish behavior, and so so that we can we can ex- we can spread our focus and reach reach new people and, and let them know about childish behavior podcast, so that they too can enjoy this content and they can be uplifted through the crazy antics that is childish behavior. You know what? I'll do it. I don't hate it completely, and I'm sorry. So, as I already said, you've already heard. Go to ChildishBehaviorMinistries.com, click the button, get your Childish Behavior swag on. This has been Aaron. Lakes. From the makers of Sleepy Time and Siestaville comes Nap. Are you tired of being tired? 
Well, guess what, my friend? With NAP, it can make all the difference. Please see your doctor and consult with your physician as NAP may not be for everyone. But just know that if you are sad, tired, hangry, angry, mad at the world, you might need a NAP. My wacky question for the, for the end of the show is uh, if peanut butter had a different name, what would you call it? I would. Wow. That's, that's about as heady yeah. as I could be. That's, yeah. uh, you know, I do like George Washington Carver. He was the creator of peanut butter, right? Yeah. The GWC, G dubs for short. They say, what? Yeah, George Washington Carver, baby. GWC. Dude, that's pretty smooth. Oh. Tell the fine folks at home where they can reach us. At Childish2 on Twitter, Childish Behavior Podcast on most of your social media platforms, Childish Behavior Podcast on any podcast, but I'm sure if you've stumbled upon this, you've already found us. But hey, if you've stumbled on this on one podcasting site and you prefer another, we're probably there. You just have to look for us. Um, then, like I said before, ChildishBehaviorMinistries.com. We're everywhere. We're trying to do cool stuff. We just want to. We just want to build this into something cool. We've got a bunch of crazy ideas that we're trying to mastermind and see what else we can do that would be ministerially awesome. Guys, this is awesome, man. Thank you guys so much. Hey, keep up the good work and let's do this again sometime. God bless, guys. All right. Hey, this has been the Childish Behavior Podcast, and my name is Josh Denhart. Stay childish. You, you, you. Yeah, the elemental gangster.